Hello, welcome to the 40k Spice Center. Uh, I'm joined by my two co-hosts for today, uh, John the Gamey Git. Hi, John. Hello. Uh, I'm doing, doing great. And Logan. How are you doing, Logan? Yeah, splendid. Oh, nice to be back on the show. Thank you very much. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, it's great. We've missed you. Have you been keeping well? Yeah, I've been having a lovely time. Um... Not painting. Um, I've been having a lovely time working and traveling. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. You've been yeah. anywhere fun? Yeah, I went to Paris, actually, for four days. It was it was a delight. I'm not a huge fan of Paris. Um, I've been there many times before for, for work and other such outings and never really been, uh, you know, much of a – it's never really taken to me. But um, – yeah, I went with a with a with a with a a lovely travel companion, uh, the missus, and she loves it, and her enthusiasm uh, transferred over to me. So I think that was the problem all along. I'm a miserable cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no one would have ever oh. have, ever have guessed it, though. Of course, I personally don't think that you're nothing but upbeat in my eyes. You're always hype for me, so. Uh... Yeah, stay back. You're a wonder. Uh, John, uh, thanks, dude, our day for subscribing. By the way, what up, Twitch chat? I'm going to say hi in a sec. Uh, John, you well? You keeping well? Yeah, I'm really good. I've had the week off, so I've been actually not drowning with things to do. So I've actually been able to get things done and not feel like I'm rushing them, which has been That's nice. That's good. That's always the best. Uh, I've had... I've had... Knowing, knowing that I'm not staring down the barrel of any more <laughs> events, I think, for the next month... Uh, I'm, uh, I've also been able to chill out a little bit this week, which has been, uh, good, uh, and I've been keen for basically, and I've even made a start, uh, I'm, I'm jumping the gun a bit in asking, uh, in telling everyone, but I've even made a start on my orcs, uh, which I'm very excited about, nice. um, to paint up, uh, live on the stream, I need to know what your orcs do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, wow, unsealing the book on stream. Well, that book is only for non-infantry, so... Unless it's Blood Axe. Uh, wow. Okay. You're going to be Blood Axe? You're going to be Blood Axe, uh, Rob? No. No. I don't think no. I am going to be Blood Axe. Uh, what's Exploding Sixes? Goths. I'm going Goths. In combat, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm goths. not. I'm making a more combat army than I am shooting army. I'm having I'm having support shooting, not not actual focus on shooting, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I tried that on the weekend. Yeah. How did that go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> I, I played six games, Rob. <laughs> All right. Didn't run out of time. I'm taking them. squig hogs. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that. I'm taking squig hogs for your unboxing on stream. Oh, okay. So not not bikers. No, not bikers. Not bikers. Squig hogs. I just want to take a load of squinkers and just run around and have a great the, time. The the plague marines of the Orc Codex. <laughs> Listen, I don't care. You and me have said, Logan. This is this is a 2020 promise, Twitch chat. <laughs> me and Logan together as a team, yeah, absolutely are going to a 40k event next year. It's a that's a cast iron promise, yeah. I like I'm We're storming I'm, the mid tables, <laughs> but but enjoying ourselves. So I'm I'm looking forward to it a lot. Uh, it's going to be really, really good. Uh, you want punchy guys with those guys who go to fight. Stamp. How much spice have I missed? Zero spice. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us. So Twitch chat, what up? Scrivo, dude, our day. Thanks for resubscribing. Um, uh, now, Tom is missing, uh, but Tom has an event at the weekend, a job interview tomorrow. He's at the back of like three or four different events, and he's just a little bit overloaded uh, with work and other stuff. So he's taking the night off, which we super encourage, and I hope he's okay. Um, so uh, I hope he's not too stressed about the fact 
fact he's not here. Uh, and I hope we misrepresent all of his opinions pretty drastically. <laughs> <laughs> And that's my intent for the evening. <laughs> All right. There's uh, there's not necessarily a focus for the show this uh, this evening, but there is some stuff to talk about. Uh, there's rumors of the 40, upcoming 40K changes. Uh, specifically, some of them are pretty, pretty massive. Uh, there was the leaked story about a 40K invitational event this weekend, um, which was, I think, leaked on Tuesday here on the show um uh there's <laughs> there's the event from the weekend and all of the results and the kind of fallout from that because it's a big been the first major as well as have a little discussion about the coverage and there's also john went to an event and some other stuff so loads to do uh before we get into any of that though uh logan how are those five intercessors coming bro come on no 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 it was vanguard veterans. vanguard veterans and no i'm not asking like that john this is encouragement now i'm like i've met yeah, this is in my head me and logan are going to this event john you're coming how's it going bro are you got it are you are you on it what's going on no but i absolutely at the forefront of my wants list is to find the time to sit down and finish the fucking thing. okay this is good this is good. After that, I need to get out of Battlescribe mm. and at my painting desk. Yeah, talking about Battlescribe, uh, something to bring up. There was a rumor uh, very recently that it was gonna, it was going to be abandoned. Um, uh, it was put out uh, recently, as as, as early really? as yeah, as early as yesterday. The rumor came out. The I, what I'd heard is the the lead developer of the app, not the the 40k and Age of Sigmar and all that mm. data, but the people that actually do the app haven't updated it for quite some time. So I think that's why people are thinking that's what's happening. Right. Okay. So it's just it's just less that no one's actually got any information or confirmation. They've just seen. Not that I've okay. heard. All right. Um, I mean that's pretty big news if that ends up being the case, right? Yeah, because it doesn't matter if people as a community are updating the information if there's not a application to put that stuff through. Doesn't really kind of help, does it? No, absolutely. Um, I mean, it depends how it depends how good. Oh my god, I did not know you had a dog. <laughs> uh, it's it's I'm stepfather to the dog. <laughs> Look at me, what is the dog's name? Her name is Lolo. <laughs> And what breed is that? Uh, it's a long-haired Chihuahua. <laughs> oh, oh, it's one of them things. Such okay. a cutie, hundred percent. She's an absolute yeah. darling. Look, <laughs> oh, okay, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Lolo the Destroyer. But she was barking at the door. Oh, she wanted in. I thought Lolo's yeah. coming. She's coming to sit on my lap now, so she'll join in on the All podcast. Right, perfect. Um, yeah. Th so, John, no more rumours other than that for Battlescribe. That's all I've I've heard going around, but. I never hear kind of anything more than the same thing kind of spread from different, the same source, it seems, in multiple chats. So it's, I've not heard anything further than that. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then that's good because Battlescribe going away would be a major issue, right? For all of Wargaming, not just the Warhammer communities. Well, yeah. I don't know what else. I don't know how many other game systems you. I know BCP is actually massive for many a game system, but I'm not yeah. sure. Battlescribe's oh, really? the same. So things like Frostgrave, all that stuff, it's all in there. So, Well, then it feels like there's no way the developer's just <coughs> giving up on it, right? 
to be honest with you, if the developers don't touch it ever again, it doesn't matter because it works perfectly fine. I just need the updated points. So yeah, yeah. exactly. It, as long as people continue to plug stuff into it, because it doesn't. It's an app, right? So as, I don't need it to be. The only issue is you won't be able to use it on your phone, I guess, but on on an iPhone. Yeah. But, you know, on an Android or on a PC, it should run fine. Yeah. Indefinitely, yeah. Okay, well, uh, good. I hope that doesn't happen anyway. Just mention the fact that Battlescribe. So, Logan, after the five uh, Vanguard Vets, how much more we got to do? Um, depending on the list, I absolutely need to do a captain with a jump pack, a chaplain on a bike, um... 15 troop models to be decided based on how many points I have on the list. At least 15 Vanguard vets. Uh, five Wolfen. Some Dreadnoughts. Um, three Cyberwolves. And a Whirlwind. Okay. All right. Okay, we got we got a lot of work to do together as a group. Okay, a lot of motivation. Yes, we're gonna pull for, it's a lot of motivation. Okay. You've just you've just described my first game on the weekend. That's near enough what I faced. What literally that list? It is possible, Logan. No, near enough. It didn't have the whirlwind, but I feel like the whirlwind is just a just a cool choice. It's just a show off choice at this point. No, I just want um, some more fights last and some Overwatch turning off stuff without giving up um, a bore against Grey Knights and whatever that stupid fucking Thousand Suns secondary is that they can take and get a free 15 points if you've got a cycle. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> the, uh, okay, good. I'm confident that you'll get there is what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm not yeah. sure if that will be the case. Uh, John, um, you had an event this weekend. How did it go? I did. I went to Twisted Dice's Twisted Onslaught I had tickets Something. for uh, Yeah, of course you did. Every event I go to, there's always Logan's name on it up until about a week before, and then he remembers he doesn't have an army. <laughs> I'm just going to bring you one. I'm just going to make one for you. Yeah. I'm just going to paint you one. But yeah, um, it it was 34 players, I think, and it was six games. So interesting that it was six games. I'm still finding six games in a weekend really rough to play, I've got to yeah. admit. I don't feel like I'm fighting fit yet for that, but um, it was my first outing since uh, Battle of Britain doing Orcs. Okay. And I found it quite tough, I've got okay. to be what did you find? What... I was Sorry. actually looking up, just to mention on the Fighting Fit site, yeah. I was doing some research. And you know, like, you know those walking sticks that are actually foldable yes. seats that, that yeah. old people take into the countryside and you can plant them into the ground with a spike mm -hmm. on the end? Yeah. You can get those with, like, rubber bottoms instead yep. so i was looking into getting myself like one of those so I, I i would be able to sit but standing at the table <laughs> like it's like a, i thought like a be... standing chair sort of yeah 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 i thought i thought that would be excellent because it would take the strain off the lower back you know and the feet and the knees which is generally where well, that's what goes right after game after day yeah. one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You, you try on the first game of day two, and then you, halfway through you sit down, and then you stay I sat mean, down. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it's always the pro choice of just taking knights. 
right? Like, your movement phase is very small. The amount of dice you roll is very small. It's a lot of just reacting to your opponent's dice rolls and not doing a lot of yourself. Like, you really... It's how much work you want to put into your list is really... I mean, we don't talk about this enough, but you probably, if you want to have a, a more chill weekend, just design a list that's more elite and yeah. doesn't need as much work putting in, right? Oh, 100%. When I used to go playing with my 90 boys in mid-8th edition, <laughs> I needed to make sure that I was ready for it because by the end of that weekend, your lower back's fucked. It wouldn't be if tables were higher. It wasn't. I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why yeah. this is the situation. I don't know why all the tables are so low. Um, but apparently... I don't know. I don't know why all the tables are so low. It confuses me. Logan, it seems like you've got a thought on that. They're like they're like picnic tables a lot of the time, yeah. aren't they? The fold out yeah. ones that you get in non Yeah. Yeah. How what's the height of the tables at? in the T Sports Arena? Yeah, yeah. We've we've put that we put them at work. Uh so so you've got kitchen table height and then there's uh kitchen worktop height, uh which is an official measurement. Mm. So yep. for kitchen fitters, they're all the same height. And uh, we do it at kitchen worktop height, not kitchen table height. They're different. Uh, so, someone's made a very valid point um, in the chat that high tables are an issue for people with wheelchairs. Okay, well, we'll just get them a fucking winch. Like, let's do that. Just put them on a special table. Like, just get them a special table. Just they one table can be lower, two, four, whatever amount, however many people. We can help them out, but like, and then everyone else can have the high table. Uh, I think, I think the likelihood that the amount of low tables are going to eventually put a couple of people in wheelchairs is an issue, right? Mm. So something to be discussed. One time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most most of the tables are for people to sit down at, aren't they? And we're not sitting down, so that's yeah, the yeah, issue. yeah. I Check. can't sit down at a table. I get, I I personally get worked up. But anyway, um, but so. No fun. Stride around, reach in, and yeah, move in. Can't get a good dice roll. Start sitting yeah, no, down. You can't. And you need to be able to see all the angles as well. I found it, the minute I sit down, the, the minute I start, they're missing hidden units. Well, and things, so, so John, uh, so you were at the, where was this event held? It was in Leighton Buzzard, down in uh, Bedfordshire, so about forty minutes north how, of London. What did you take, and how did you do? So I took orcs. It was my first go at an event of actually taking two clans, and I think that was probably actually a mistake because of how I structured my list. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, we'll talk about that, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all my vehicles were freebooters, and all my um, infantry were um, death skulls. Oh, so, they were, um, so they were obsec. So I had things like I had two squads of commandos, two squads of storm boys. Um, in each attachment, I had truck boys as well, which seems really fun but weren't actually that practically useful, I found, in the end. I wasn't using them well, I think. that was That's the, the lesson I really learned from this, is I had all these cool things in my list that I wasn't using very well. Um, mm -hmm. I had a kill rig, which really enjoyed using. I just feel like I could probably could have got more out of it if I was not using it for the first time on Saturday morning. Um, and I had three defcopters okay. as well. I used the new, the new kit of those, and they, I really enjoyed them. Dropping them down to just go, I'm deleting that was fun. And I had a Wasbomb Blaster Jet and a Daka Jet and three Mega Track Scrap Jets as well. So a bit of a mixture of a, a list. And then I had the Beast Boss on Squigasaur as well, who I'd given the um, the trait to be minus one okay. to wound. 
So he was pretty unkillable, which was good fun. I was going to um, ask, do you think you had an MVP from the weekend? I think it was probably the, the Squigasaur boss again. Because oh, really? in so many games, he stayed alive just that little bit longer because he had... I gave him the beast, um, the beast hide mantle. He had the minus one to wound. So most of the time, Space Marines were hit, trying to wound him on sixes. And then I was getting a five up in run and a five up shrug against any type of wounds. He just was sitting there and staying alive for a bit longer than they wanted. Okay. Which is great. Good, good. I'm excited about that because he's next on my painting table uh, is the beast boss on screen. That is a fun yeah, model. Yeah, really fun. And he looks intimidating on the table people were just like i haven't seen one of them yet he's scary and they'd go for him knowing that they just wanted to kill him which was and he was pretty tanky <laughs> yeah so he tanked quite well um i probably could have not lost him in a couple of games if i'd not been quite so idiotic with deployments and stuff but i think that was my big takeaway this weekend is i was trying to be too defensive i'd defend like i put everything behind ruins and then have to drive all these vehicles round to actually get anywhere which is the big problem with a lot of those uh, units that are good. Did you, did you, do you think that's because you've been playing defensive style armies? Yes, I think because I've played essentially a year of playing Dark Angels where I had land speeders and a lot of infantry. The terrain didn't really mm -hmm. bother me. And now playing with these really fast vehicles, I'm having to go around the, the terrain and... Some of the stuff like the Mechanicus star terrain, if that's a big blob of that, go around this massive big fuck off bit of building, I can't do anything there. And it was, it made me kind of then go, these death copters are quite fun for this situation. And it made me appreciate them more. Yeah, I think people are going to be replacing some of the buggies with death copters anyway. Yeah. Um, because of the restrictions. And it's obviously. And the, and the points might change to reflect, because if they're going to punish the buggies as well. It might make them have the better value. People were looking at death get... copters anyway, right? When the like previews yeah. and stuff were coming out, and then they yeah. just saw the fucking rocker truck and the scrap jets, and it was like, oh, okay. and they were just they were just point and click. They're still great because like the the scrap jets having so many guns is great. I'm I will miss that if I don't have that in my list. But you still running planes? I used a Daka jet and a blaster jet um, on the weekend. I found putting them and not too much shooting. So I had two squig buggies, three scrap jets, and then the two planes. It was a trap trying to use that for freebooters. I spent more of my first game trying to kill something in the first turn and not quite kill anything to get that plus one to hit. When in reality, I should have been playing the mission. Yeah. And so I feel like I was tri I tricked myself into trying to use something good, but then using it badly. Okay. okay. And I think sometimes it's like taking, if I'd gone all Death Skulls, for example, in one of my earlier games, I got hit by a load of mortal wounds. If they'd been all my Death Skulls, I'd be more sort of suited to the situation. So there was a lot of this kind of, I'm trying, I was trying to be clever and end up doing something stupid as a result, I think. I mean, which is often what happens when I try to be clever with I lists. I think that's a, that's a learning situation with lists and generally Warhammer anyway, yeah. right? Like, that's just one of those yeah. processes. Okay, uh, where was it held? Uh, quick question, because you're at an event. Just go through the list of yes. questions as yes. always. Table height. Um, they were dining like kitchen tables, so I think too low because by the end of the day, day two, my back was okay. done. Food. Uh, the food was I brought my pack lunch, so it was amazing <laughs> because I knew that it was going to a corner shop or ordering something in. So I just thought I'll bring something that I know I can eat because I've got some great dietary requirements. Okay. Um, um, uh, how was the terrain? Uh, terrain was good. Um, 
I felt that they've kind of reacted well to because the, historically they had a lot of very narratively led tables in eighth edition where there wasn't the ruins and all that sort of thing, but they've adapted that stuff quite well um, and repurposed a lot of their old sort of GW terrain to make some cool kind of functional terrain as well. So I think it was good as a selection. I don't feel like any of them kind of like played on let me down their previous event. I played on one table that I did question how useful it was. Ace then did kind of amend it for the next round. So I think they've kind of reacted well to people's feedback, which I think is good That's to see. That's the TA. best you can do, right? Um, just yeah, exactly. It's never going to be perfect. Just while we're on so. the subject of terrain, has anyone seen the new WTC? And this is not the singles format, but the um, the uh, the not the singles format. Yeah, oh, the, the map, map pack. pack. The, the new the, map the pack has changed. Have you seen yeah. it? No, when did that come out? Uh, I think maybe it came out last week. Um, uh, and again, mm. I'm sure like this has changed. It's changed several times since release, um, but it's been the one I paid the, the strictest attention to uh, because I think it's been yeah. the one that's been most thoroughly thought out of all of the train packs that exist in 40k. Um, with yeah. a shout out, it's, it's the it's the one that definitely felt like it had the intent to try to be cool, kind of all encompassing and try to fix the problem. So you didn't have one map that was kind of not sort of dealt with. Cause I, I didn't, they used to have it where it was three different table layouts, depending on which mission you were playing. Yes. As well. It's kind of mixed up. Um, a bit. Uh, and shout out to Pete for sending it to me. So Pete Pratt, cause um, it was actually pretty, uh, uh, pretty interesting. Me and him had a really interesting chat about it. Um, it does so previously it was it was normally four uh, sorry eight obscuring l's and then there was normally four yep. crates crates um grates or forests either like a bit of each one or sometimes it was like two and two or sometimes it was four and four but effectively you had 12 pieces and they were all um a mixture uh, they were all like it was normally eight and four basically uh but i think now based on the ones i've seen they're they're 12 and 12 so it's just 12 l's uh across the board uh so a lot of terrain john you've seen it already uh what do you think and it's got one crater great yes. thing in the middle on the one i saw um it felt a little bit more samey to me but i think it'll do a better job at kind of giving to's the solution of here you go this this will work for these three missions whether it's going to be a, a nice, engaging, and different game, I, I don't know. But it's the intent's there for the competitive angle, right? Uh, yeah, I think actually it's pretty nice based on some of the terrain I've seen recently, yeah. and ignoring the results from the weekend with the 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 the, the, the yeah. uh, hive guard, uh, not hive guard. You know what I mean? Um, uh, like it's. Uh, I, personally, I like the changes. Personally, I like the changes. Um, but uh, I I'm, I think it's fair to say I don't think. I've played enough, uh, but you think it's going to be meta warping, or you've got some thoughts on that? For me, I think it, the amount of ruins on it that instantly made me think my list will probably skew more into either fly keyword and lots of infantry because vehicles don't perform well around lots of ruins if you're not careful, unless they are shooting around it. And so, to me, that was the instant thing I thought because my one experience playing it on any um, WTC stuff was. I'm struggling to move because I've got cavalry or I've got something that can't just go through the terrain. Yeah. So I think 
there may be that as a consideration. I don't know if that's already something that people, when they're playing these this mission pack, are already doing. It was a know. consideration on the old packs as well, anyway. Yeah. Um, because, you know, obviously during lockdown, everyone was running TTS and the WTC Just packs. playing it, yeah. The WTC terrain packs were Standard. the most prevalent ones used. And this was all an issue then. And uh, obviously, yeah. <clears throat> it, it's still an issue now. Um, I just think that it the keywords are too restrictive more so than because we need the terrain right because we're in this we're in this weird phase of 40k that happens in every edition where we've like realized what the best things are in terms of multipliers and everyone's doubling down on that and it's turn one i'll shoot a thousand points of your army off the board if i can see it or if i tag you you're dead and we need so we need the terrain but what the abundance of terrain means is that you know whereas <clears throat> it was probably better in terms of raw output to run 20 however many um buggies for orcs yeah. the fact that you literally can't move the things on a board means that yeah. you, you you go towards the the, the planes because they completely circumvent that and they can go wherever they want, which is a yeah. problem in itself. So I think it's a problem with the keyword and just how restrictive movement is through certain mm. things. I think if it was perhaps a movement modifier more so than you've got to go around the blood, like, it just basically makes, yeah. it makes cavalry effectively just, just useless, fucking useless in the game. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, and <clears throat> everyone's just got yeah, fly keyword infantry. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call aid man it through walls, and it's standard practice, and it has been for you know two three years now, um, and it will continue to be so. Yeah, I don't think. I... And you're gonna continue having to do the shit that you're doing, which is a 15 point turn to get out the car park at the end of the night at the club. <laughs> it was soul destroying. It was so soul destroying doing that. I was like, this kill rig is so fucking big. To hide yeah. it, I had to put it behind a ruin, and it takes two and a half turns to get it fucking in view of anything. And by that point, the rest of the army's dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. That's the point. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's actually really interesting and leads us into maybe uh, the next point. So go check out that map pack. I think that's uh, worth looking at, as always. Uh, leads us into the kind of the next point in that there are some pretty significant rumours about uh, some key changes for uh, not terrain necessarily, um, but for 40k and how you score. Um, and I wonder if that might start. We might because it is Logan. Everything you've just said is absolutely true. And uh, we've heard that the winter, um, the winter FAQ changes are going to be very, very significant. Not only to the primary and how you score the mission is the current rumor, uh, but in addition to that. Um, uh, uh, rules changes and other stuff um that i've heard so uh i wonder uh do you think that there's anything that could be done with how the primary mission scored that will change that because i personally really like what's happening with the what happens with the primary i know it's a bit like one and done and has been solved but the the fact that you have to go out into the midboard is why people take infantry to go through the ruins to get to the midboard like it's important I feel that like that's a good feature of 40k now, so I wouldn't like to see that change. But I have heard it is changing. Whereas I feel the secondaries are the more redundant part of 40k. 
Absolutely, the secondaries is the more redundant part. I think having to hold the primary through your opponent's turn is a, you know, is a really good balancing factor. Um, and yeah, it does force you to commit. Like we we are playing a game now where we're 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 trading units yeah. away mm. for points, and that's that's how the game works, right? You throw you throw your whole army in the bin. You get to the end of turn five, you've got two models left, but you've scored 98 and you hope that's enough to, to win the game kind of thing. And I, I, I think that changing the way the primary is scored is not anything that competitive players have been asking for. Um, so that's concerning because I've not heard anyone complaining about how the primary is scored. No, I agree with that as well. The fact the fact that mission secondaries are are like just <laughs> completely on the opposite ends of spectrums in terms of like yeah. pick that auto fifteen points wouldn't touch that with a <laughs> shitty stick you know like yeah. that's the range of mission secondaries that we have at the moment and of course the disparity in um, codex secondaries yeah. and factions that don't have them as well. But yeah, I'd have liked to have seen secondaries and even maybe like something like tertiaries opened up as well. Um, you know, more choice, more choice leads to better strategy and more decision making. And I like that aspect um, of the game. It's something I liked that um, I want to say Mike Brandt actually brought in at Nova um, in terms of, you know, the selectable secondaries and tertiaries back in the day. And it definitely helps to mitigate bad faction mm. matchups when you have access to a lot of different... Uh, the, the problem is is that the imbalance means that we got into a position where the game is very... Like, it's non-interactive. There's, there's a lot of lists out there that can score 90 points without ever having to step out from behind mm. the wall in a lot of missions. Um, so... So can I throw so, something yeah. at you? Um, uh, so yeah, so what Josh Paul says, I'd like to not see tertiaries, but that's because I'd like to see, I think that the secondary system could do with a big overhaul because it feels like if you change the secondary system massively, you still don't massively affect how the game, like I feel like if you change the primary, you change terrain, you change a bunch of other things. Whereas I think the secondary system could get some nice quick changes and as a reference mm. point, the thing I do like about Age Sigmar's secondaries, although the, like, oh, Jesus, you talk about the ability to easily score secondaries in 40k, ludicrous, in Age like, they're not done well. Kill, so, kill a monster, there you go. I mean, no, I've they're not even that, they're like, stand here, two victory points, like, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but, I would love to see a secondary that you pick per turn, and you complete by the end of the turn. I think that that's genuinely very exciting at the level that I think 40k is played at a competitive level. I think it gives more onus to the turn as opposed to the overarching, like the you know the the, the whole game. If that makes sense, you're like I need mm. to achieve X this turn, and then your opponent's job is to deny. I think that ties in really well with stratagem usage as well and resource management. You know, your your opponent's like right, okay. My stratagem this turn is to kill a troops unit. Cool. There's a troops unit. But then you spent, they spend two CP to overload whatever they're doing to their weapons to make you definitely get it. 
but then the your opponent goes do you know what i reckon i can flip the numbers on the i can flip the math here and with my resource manager i'm going to spend some cp make myself more defensive and then you get a nice bit of counterplay and there's a lot of counterplay around that which i think would be quite fun whereas i feel like the secondaries are a bit uh ignorant yeah they're a bit ignorant to the course of the game if you know what i mean um you can't stop them i guess you just say where you're apparent well more more a lot of these kind of quite easy to do ones tend to be things like the way that people do rod they just drop a unit in a quarter mm. from deep strike mm. it's not interactive that's i guess is the challenge um touching on you said about them changing the primary my instant reaction to that is that they're almost adamant they don't want to change the secondaries because they're printed in the books is what my brain went straight to so it's almost them kind of going we can't touch these we've printed them we want we don't want to mess with that it's what kind of instantly what my brain went to which actually i would rather they did what do you what do you think because because the the orc Mm. secondaries for example i just i wouldn't touch with a barge pole on most of my lists and it'd be nice to have other options Mm. but the primary they don't need to change that really do they it kind of does the job. I, th- I think, if anything, maybe more variation on how many objectives you have to hold, perhaps. Uh, uh, big shout out to our first time chatter in the chat, Orc Spit, who says print media bad. I agree. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I agree. So, uh, talking about other rumors, uh, the primary. Logan, you got any thoughts on the primary, or you're just you're just not too stressed either way? Um. <sighs> I guess when you're in that game of hold two for 10 and then if I deny you a five, then I kind of win the game. That kind of makes it a bit, a bit whack. Um, it's a tough one, right? Because great players will find the most efficient way of playing the game. It's just, it is what it is. And having, years to play the game is always going to be more effective than a few months of play testing. It's a given. Um, I think that, Oh, hello, Leo. Fuck off. Um, (laughs) I think that, I I think that saying that they don't have a willingness to change printed secondaries is, 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 is somewhat off the, off the mark though, because they have, they have changed them, haven't they? Um, The codex secondaries, it's the codex are, ones there's more I was touching on. Are, yeah, the, the codex ones they're they're really poorly. They're so balanced. inconsistent, right? Some of them are great. Super, some are not. super inconsistent. Yeah. Um somewhat like the codexes. I, and I guess it kind of goes back to like their reluctance to change data sheets. We've spoken about this before. Their reluctance to change data sheets, mm. but they'll change points. Um which you'd think would be like changing points is actually quite complicated because we got into that situation last year where you didn't know where to look for the points. What was the most up to date? You had an FAQ, you had uh um you had an FAQ, you had a PDF version of chapter approved, then you had a print version of chapter mm. approved, and you had a codex. And they're all kind of battling with which is the which is the current points to use. Um, and having four sources that are out at the same time is ridiculous anyway. But I think changing a data sheet is, is kind of like quite central, uh, yeah. you know. Um, but again, it, it's another advert for 
using digital media rather than print media. It's ridiculous that they still hold to this, but it is what it is. I think, you know, just as a, uh, you know, to, to wrap it up, because I've been waffling for a couple of minutes, um, I, I don't see the primary as the issue. I think the missions are a little bit boring. Um, there are a few missions that no one wants to see played ever in tournament play um, that everyone avoids. And they could maybe maybe do some more missions, maybe do some different layouts. Um, that would be nice. But I don't think changing the way primaries are scored, I don't see how you can change the way primaries are scored and it not be a mess. Because if you can score primaries in your own turn, then that would be an absolute fucking shit show, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I think, I think that's, the, uh, that's the one that we don't know enough details about yet, but we do understand there's going to be an event soon no. uh, where we will get to see that, because uh, that's the rumour. The, the follow-up, though, is the thing that sounds very confirmed, like it's set in stone, is uh, only one sub-faction per list so uh your um uh so what do you guys think about that so you can you can't you can't mix detachments um with multiple different sub factions so just what like whichever however many detachments you take it's one sub faction uh uh john john you livid didn't they <laughs> introduce such a, a a rule in the end of eighth edition uh, no i don't think so match play oh, eighth edition I'm Seven. sure there was a thing that at the end of 8th edition that was no. along those lines. No, I don't think so. I'm sure it's some... Am I just dreaming this? Because I was thinking about this, because there was a whole thing where they went, but Drakari can get round it. Or is this at the beginning of the ninth when they introduced the Drakari? I don't even know anymore. No, they were My brain able is to just take, gone. They were able um, to, to take me, different attachment. They were able to take multiple patrols. Attachments. Without being not yeah, battle-forged, yeah. wasn't it? There was that. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, to me, I, I'm actually all right with it. As, with Orcs, it does feel a shame that you can't just kind of have a war that is lots of different warbands right. together. But for competitive play, I think it then forces people to actually look at what they can actually achieve with an army. And obviously we're going to get the exception probably with someone like Drakari because they're sub-armies rather than being sub-factions in as much as... Like, so you'll still be able to have Coven and... I don't know if you would be witches, able to. for example, I mean, two guess, separate I guess... attachments. I think that's going to be a... I that'll think that'll be, be, that'll be the one, that's thing. The, that's like, the that's the one caveat thing. I can think of. But something like Grey Knights being two separate um, hosts makes perfect sense to me. It just it always felt felt a bit odd that you've got two big bosses of this faction happening to work together in this very small game comparatively. So I think it'll encourage people not to just spam that's things as much. Argument, perhaps that's probably the line of argument that went over in the office as well. Yeah, rather than it being it's the narrative bad. approach, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Who wants to see seven war bosses together? Everyone, I, but no I, one wants I to. I play really. Marines, so for me, I'm f laughing hysterically. Yeah. Fuck all of you and your 15 different <laughs> Forge Worlds you can pick from and Brotherhoods mm. and all that shit. Just pick one. Just pick yeah. one like we have to. Because it's a feel And paint right? it the right no, fucking colour as no, well. That's, no, that's, I'm out on that. Well, or just paint your own. I'm currently painting my, uh, my Orcs. Uh, as we record and uh, yeah. i'm just like i'm i'm i i haven't looked yet but i'm like which color do i do it so it's generic that's the color i need they should even not yellow not black not blue <laughs> and not can i do orange even if... orange yeah, is pretty safe 
I, I've done yellow and purple because okay. that's what I always do. Yeah, well, the 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 anyway. My point is, um, I think it's a, a really positive change. I never liked the fact that you could you could cherry pick because the fact that you could cherry pick just it, it uh, minimised list diversity massively, right? Yeah, it stops people just going right. I want lo as many of this this HQ. You are. Because that that not just the HQs, but just like for example, um, getting the best of both worlds from two sub factions, you then have to commit to it, right? Instead. Yeah, I mean, you're just like you're doing with your orc list, for example. You're putting yeah. the the killy shit in freebooters, and you're putting yeah. the whole objective shit into exactly. um, death skulls, because the two align with each other. Yeah. Um, it does feel a bit shallow doing. I think it's a great honest. change. I've got to admit. So. Yeah, I think they've I like got it. like a good way of doing it with Marines where it's like you just lose your you lose your um your chapter bonus if you have yeah. the two two together. Um there is there's no kind of downside for doing it in other books. No. So that's why that I, I you know, I love it because I if I want to do it as a Marine player, oh woe is me, Marines, but like <clears throat> There's a downside to it. I lose my super doctrines. If you want to do it as any book released in ninth edition, it, it, it's all fair and you can just take the best shit all the time. And yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. it, it it's going to make for it's going to make for less interesting list writing, think? to be honest with you, because I like seeing people just pull up. Yeah, this is not going to do the opposite. Yeah, right? like, it's going to make for less interesting. No, of course it won't. You're working with limited shit, so they, you, I'm not going to see like crazy. Oh fucking hell! I didn't know if you put this in here, then it, it, it's great because you're going to be like, I can't put this in here because the best shit's here. So it's just what it's going to lead to is just people are going to go with the most derivative um, sub faction within the book. Yeah, they'll be they'll the be best. the strongest each time. <laughs> Like Death Skulls yeah, were frogs gonna, in eighth type of thing. Where yeah, you're not gonna bother. Well. You're not gonna bother with uh, an offbeat one if they're clearly worse or if they're clearly skewed too far. Because you know you can't run an all Death Skulls list at the moment because it doesn't kill enough stuff, and you can't run an all freebooters free booters list really because it's going to lose the primary. So you need a bit of both. And it's going to be an interesting situation, I think. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how the game pans out because it. I think this is a huge, huge yeah. change. Like, as a rule, this is an enormous change as a rule, like with the ninth books that are out there. So I yeah, have we'll a see. question. We'll um, do you not think, like, it will help them, like, do some, <laughs> do some balance in the future, right? Like, I... I... I, I do agree, like, I think maybe my uh, stance was fairly naive, but I do agree with your statement that maybe it does make it, like, more reductive and less diverse. But it does also feel like if there are the people mm. who are pushing, I don't know, pick sub-faction X versus sub-faction Y, sub-faction X is clearly better, but mm. someone does build in sub-faction Y, it becomes a more diverse list because they didn't, they didn't add a little bit of sub-faction X just to make it, bring up the power level right they were like okay i'm fully committed so time mm. to get weird like that situation where you're in like you're in the club and someone does some weird shit and then you just say to yourself all right i'll commit let's get really weird like not the little bit like you step through the door 
So maybe we might see that, but maybe not, in which case maybe they get the op opportunity to balance those sub-factions a little bit and try and produce a bit of in better internal parity. Because, like, for... Fa yeah. The, the the lack of balance between sub-factions is absolutely a problem, and that's why this 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 issue exists, right? Because of that lack of yeah. that lack of balance between, you know, imperial fists and white scars. Like, how yeah. do their units cost the same? 100%. It makes no sense. You know, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah you're absolutely doing. right. Uh, thank you, by the way, to Orcsbit for subscribing. Welcome to the gang. Um, oh, he was a first-time chatter as well, so jumped in, loved it with a. With a subscription as Get well, in. the big Get prime in, drop. Uh, it's so Ooh. great seeing you all. Welcome to the team. Yes, Dayton O'Brien in the chat as well. Uh, all the Canadians and the Falcon also help with the stats for Falcon. I assume um, having like, again using Age of Sigmar as a comparison. Uh, when I like when I do, especially when I do coverage, might be great for WTC coverage as well because sub faction X of Army X plays very differently to sub faction Y of Army X, right? And therefore, when you when you do the coverage, you're like, yeah. oh. It's it's mm. that version of that army. Should... Yeah. Just been able to say it's Death Skulls Orcs <coughs> rather than going, it's 750 points of them with yeah. this. Because whenever we've had to do it at other events where we're describing what yeah. a list actually is as just the name, as a sub-faction, it's impossible. So that's the thing. Like it, There's the possibility... This is, this is purely from like uh, a broadcast standpoint or a, or a mm. content creator standpoint. If I can, I know we've spoken about this before with like magic decks and stuff like that, where it's like mm -hmm. the deck has a name. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's how we have to describe, you know, we go, oh yeah, he's running forces of the hive mind. Okay. Well, I'd know if this is a top table that it's going to have a bunch of hive guards, devil gaunts and the swarm Lord and a couple of bits and bobs and that's and two units of gene stealers cool i, I know that already it's, that's how it should look right yeah oh, uh, in leviathan or if they're running gray knights it's going to be two detachments it's going to have four or five um dread knights it's going to have 20 or 30 interceptors like and but you but from a branding standpoint it's kind of whack because it's like if you're making these sub-factions, you should be tweaking these sub-factions so that they are the specialization, yeah. right? Like They should be the specialization rather than, oh, I'm going to put them together and this, that, and the other. My dog's just <laughs> fighting on my lap. No, but you're right. It should, it should be the data sheets. So long story short, uh, we think it's, yes, big goldfish. Uh Love you. Hope you're okay. The chat, what up? Um, but what we're saying is, is I think generally. <laughs> the uh, oh. the real strength, uh, and shout out to the art of draw guys for this, um, because this they're going to be on this like a um, like a draw on heat. Is um, how do we feel about those list names becoming NFTs? That's the real kicker. Silence in the room. Absolute silence. Fine. My microphone didn't pick up the giant <laughs> sigh that I just did, I don't think. But just, I'm not engaging in this because that's, that's clown's work. That's clown's work, man. That's how you do it. How, like, 
I'm not being clickbaited into what, into what that's the title of the show. Uh, Warhammer lists become NFTs. Take, take your vaporware <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> but that, people Just are already. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be it would be nice if we could be like, oh, he's running a Death's Gold list. I know what it should look like because yeah. it, it, the actual the, the the actual sub faction has been constructed to make the most of this unit, yeah. this unit, and this unit. And and there we go. And that's and we and it fits within the law. And they play test it. How can we? What rules can we give this that will make these units good so that they play in this way? Cool. All right. Brilliant. That's that's well, it's like Samhain Windhost or yes. Death Skulls Speedwar. You just you know that it's going to be all bikes or and vehicles. Yeah. It's yes. there should be some sort of structure to it that makes and sense. And at the moment, it's like here's the faction and the sub faction <laughs> and the army of renown, and we might just about be able to get you to play this army in a in a list that looks like we want it to look like just about like they so they need to definitely do better with that if they if they want us to be going i want to play this sub faction because it does this thing well they need to do better in terms of making it do this thing well rather than oh, i'll take a bit of this 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 and we'll, and we'll we'll put together a frankenstein's monster that does something that you'd never thought it could like you know Eldar being the best demon summoning army in sixth edition or whatever it was. You know, like, like shit like that. That we listen, we will create monsters. Don't so give us the opportunity. Please yeah, don't shut the door. So I don't mind I don't mind them shutting yeah. the door on this, but they need to do better in terms of <laughs> fuck off, Tom. They need to do better. Uh, they need to do better at making these sub factions play how they want them to play. And I think you know, you mentioned um, Sam Hain. I think Craftworld Eldar really needs to like be a home run. Yes, with that. yeah. They almost need to encourage and reward people for playing with how the army should play. I think they did almost that with Space Marines. They're really yeah. close because some of them are dog shit, but other ones like they're really good and they play in a really fun way that does somewhat reward yeah. how they should be playing but these sub factions are all pretty new it's a new concept for most of these books um, yeah. orcs obviously it's not though the, the, the having rules for them is new though mm. that was that was the big change in eighth so maybe they're still not quite getting it right cause it's third third time's yeah. a charm no, i mean look, it's an evolving game right like uh and i, lo <laughs> I love the idea that, that, that they're making strides um, and then this, because this FAQ apparently uh, is going to be a big deal. Uh, so this is the chapter approved book. Uh, we should see some pretty large changes, uh, points changes adjusted across the board. Uh, is there anything out there that you're like super keen to see chat? Um, anything uh, that you would like to see hit hard? Um, still play, praying for Plague Marines. I'd like you all to know. Uh, praying. No. What, to be hit hard? down. Points down. Cheaper. Come on, boys. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'd really like to see that. Kill all the Hive Guard. Uh, let Necrons be good, says Dayton. <laughs> I'd like to see Gladiator tanks and Storm Speeders actually have points to justify them okay. even existing. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like the Space Marine book could get a lot of, like, a lot of units could come down a little bit, right? The the, the out there weird ones. ATVs. Hmm. Uh, it just shows like how important core is, um, yeah. You know, to 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 how the marine book works. A lot of the other shit, who cares? Um, but specifically the way that marines work and the core aura buffs, they really need that because 
yeah, you've got a lot of these units that are just they're they're to be honest with you, I think the um, the gladiators and the storm strikes are reasonably well pointed. It's just the effectiveness of what they do is that there's too much variance because they're not getting rerolls on yeah. anything, and they don't benefit from a lot of the things that can save them from basically dying, like uh, aura involves and that kind of stuff as well. So okay, okay. Um, I uh, we've seen that people want Volkites to go down. Um... I mean, Volkites are Volkites and Vanguard veterans are keeping that book in the mid, like the mid bracket. There was no Marines in the top bracket no. of uh, Austin. All the Marines were in the second bracket, floating around. Yeah, and that's that's what's keeping it relevant. And to be honest with you, I don't mind if they if if they if they shaft contempt relic contemptors with Volkites. I've got no problem with it, but. There's a reason why you're seeing only those being taken because everything else is so massively inefficient mm. for the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if they put the price of the Volkite up, mm. they need to take all the other guns down yeah. and then it'll just be a different gun people will take. And it won't do the same job, but if they don't do something about the contempt, it being will be something that is that less effective for the same price. But will do a job. It will do a worse yeah. job and Marines will get worse. Uh, same way they got marginally worse with Vanguard veterans, and at the same time they're churning out codexes which which are hyper efficient. They're still hyper efficient. They still got rules upon rules upon rules stacked on them. Um, we'll see how it looks now though, because I think I think if they hit Hive Guard, because the Nids aren't getting a book for a good few months, right? So hopefully they mm. hit Hive Guard, uh, and if they hit Dread Knights. Then we've got an interesting can't we, method. Can't we just because... hit all indirect fire? No, because a lot of it's shit. Like, what are you gonna like? You're gonna hit thunderfire cannon. I mean, like, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying too obscurity. Although, you're gonna hit, you're gonna hit whirlwinds. Like, who gives a shit? Like, no one cares. Um, Even three whirlwinds. That's a, a massive commitment to someone's army. They should. They, I don't think it would break the game no having one three cares. of them. Cares. Yeah, it's just it. The data sheets need tweaking on the, yeah. on on like, like the the squig buggies. They put out too many shots. Um, oh yeah. They for some reason get plus one to hit and uh, off of a fucking Gretchen sitting on the back of it. Don't know why. Um, for some reason, <laughs> they've got the perfect profile for killing elite units. And it's the same with Hive Guard. Hive Guard will put out fucking like thirty six shots. They're hitting on twos, wounding on twos. They get rerolls on fucking everything. They've got exploding sixes. Like they shit the bed on that Leviathan thing. Uh, it was like it was written for Hive Guard. So hopefully they take Hive Guard and completely fucking eviscerate them and Devil Gaunts as well. For, by the way, that stratagem, fucking hell, that stratagem is that. There's no way that stratagem was playtested. <laughs> I mean, I no, there's, there's just no way that stratagem. Where what the what's the fucking name? Of it? <laughs> If you hit hive guard, what needs do you have? Like I, I feel like an army that's just indirect fire is terrible. I feel like that's just a... It's awful. It feels yeah. bad. It's such a miserable game. Because you're like, I've hid myself as best I can, yeah. but it doesn't matter. What's the, what, I mean, what's, yeah, the point? what's the point in putting the terrain down, right? Like what's the point of any of this? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's it's shit. It's 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 I don't mind stuff being good. Like everyone needs stuff that's good, but stuff that's like unavoidable. It's the it's it's literally the opposite of 
of what we had in sixth with invisible death stars. I can't interact with you. Do you know what I mean? I can't, I can't interact with you. So, uh, yeah. I... What's the, this, this game sucks for me as a player. I'm not enjoying, I, I can't do stuff. I don't even have the illusion of being able to do stuff. You know, I can't even get, a, kill a few guys or get a few points whilst you're, maxing out your score and it, it's it's just a feels bad experience I just think, man i think engaging um, with someone with no opportunity for them to engage back is just a terrible like piece of design really um yeah. it feel and it feels weird like it, it definitely it definitely looks weird which is the other follow-up talking about looking weird yeah they're moving the show on excellent segue um sorry about that uh, sorry fine. about the noise um is uh <laughs> <laughs> is, um, yeah, moving on. It should be the conversation about uh, the coverage from uh, the weekend. Oh, call me Quinn. I'm so sorry. Uh, the coverage from the weekend. Um, uh, because we did have a, a large event this weekend in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, I was doing coverage at the weekend, so I wasn't able to tune in at any point. Um, but some things came up which were fun. Apparently, some of the games were quite fun to watch. John? Did you keep an eye on it, Logan? Did you have to keep an eye on any of the games? Uh, I was yeah, on holiday, were... wasn't I? So no. And, and I was at an event. I came back from my event and saw the the very last round. I think it was. And oh, it... wait, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. T Man Cash just said that AOS hit the nail on the head. And how more interactive they are over 40k yeah. secondaries. Are battle tactics sec the, yeah, the yeah. equivalent it's, of secondaries? It's, in so AOS? you choose it's. So you were taking a massive shit no, no, on no, those. No, no, no. I was saying, I, so, okay, no, I, I said, yes, you were. hold on. Yes, you were. They can be easy. I'm going <laughs> to expose you live on the podcast. The, okay, the system is good, but the actual battle tactics themselves are far too simple, right? So, like, what I like. Yeah, so what so I like shit. is you choose your secondary at the beginning of your turn and you have to achieve it at the end of your turn. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah? And I think that there's room for some great narrative ones because really, like, how do you design good ones that are, like, game-reaching like you do for, like, the current secondaries in 40K where you're, like, you, you're sticking four units in, like... Um, uh, like, some of them you're just not taking at all and you're unable to take right yeah. whereas if you have some core functional ones and then your army like can do some like specific stuff because you can tie them into units you can tie them into uh your like your uh you know your allegiance abilities effectively yeah your battle traits so you can tie them in together which is funny so then you're able to like i think i think it's much better i think it's and it feels more back and forth because you can try and stop your opponent's next one, maybe. But, like, the actual ones that they have in AOS are pretty, like, lackluster at best. You, 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 The first three that you do are the same three all the time. And then it's like, I wonder if I can score the other two. So it's not, um, like, the ones that they've created aren't particularly good. I would like to see better ones, but that's a, that's that's the side point. I think that would be a better way for 40k secondaries to go, basically. Uh yeah, I don't mind something that you know is a is a thing that is completely within your control for a turn, and you need what? So you do it yeah, once, yeah, you yeah. can't do it again. Like, I presume yeah. is that yeah. the... and then you either you either succeed yeah. it or don't succeed it at the end of your turn, and I think that's like genuinely quite exciting, especially in forty k when you can, you know, if you have enough, 
um like you could probably design some pretty thematic ones around either different units or just a army your army wholesale right um which i think would be quite good especially for things like because yeah it some of them feel very uninteractive it's it's space it reminds me of the maelstrom cards yes some of the ones for the factions themselves were very much this is how your army's playing you're going to score this because yes. that's what your list does anyway yeah yeah, yeah 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 to some extent but that was a side note anyway um uh yeah cast three spells <laughs> if you're a thousand son <laughs> i've got one i've got one cycle and you can do two spells no, but right. then you change your list right <laughs> like you change your list to try and create to, to, to try and achieve those exactly. secondaries a little bit um okay so john you said you watched the coverage yeah. of the weekend oh go on and that's and that's the same that's the same way as you change your list now. Like a lot of Space Marine players have taken librarians out of their list entirely because yeah. when you you know you would run them before, but now you can't do a ball of witch against Grey Knights. Now you're giving up um, whatever that glory of Magnus secondary is for a Thousand Suns. So yeah, it's the same thing. You do you do ad- adapt and, and 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 change. So yeah, I think that's a really good point, Rob. I just wanted to. Honestly, Logan, especially like where your head's like with games, and I know how your brain works. Like, uh, not like in detail, but like I would assume it's just it's just it's it's also more (laughs) interact. Like the the drama per turn is more engaging. Like when you've done when you do coverage for forty k, it's like okay, another point in the bank. Like I've I've said this quote before, and this is this is a me quote. And if people don't agree with it, then feel free. This isn't everyone, but like. Everything in, every, in a game of 40k, everything is important, but it feels like not everything is vital. Yeah, I mean, the, you don't want to be in the position which we are with a lot of the American games, wherein it's sit behind the wall for turns one and two, get 20 points on a primary, and put down your banners or whatever, and get another 15 points over the two turns doing whatever you're doing for your completely non-interactive secondary that you've picked and then turn three, jump out and eat everything. Um, and then you win or stay behind the wall and maybe you get a good trade and you stop the other guy getting a 10 points and he only gets a five points and then you win by five or six points, maybe eight points because you've actually got better secondaries than the other guy has in the, in the, in the matchup. So, that is not a. That's not a game. That's, it's like an exercise. It's, it's like not farming, entertaining, right? Yeah. It's like an yeah. exercise yeah. in weird farming, which kind of brings us onto the conversation because this is still blows my mind a little bit. Um, there was an event, one of the matches that happened in Austin at the weekend. You had two Art of War guys. You had is it, was it Siegler versus um, uh, John Lennon, uh, and they both. They both the, the scored draw match, 92 yeah. points, and that feels really weird. Like, and I'm not talking. We'll talk about the fact that two players on the same team scored 92 points in a moment. That's that's irre- that's irrelevant. That's that's a side note. <laughs> what I mean is, is any game like pick any game. Someone's like, oh, I scored, I scored 94. My opponent scored 89. That's the weirdest thing to hear from a game. We both almost scored the maximum points available. He won. Is it like sounds super? You would think a close game would be like forty nine fifty, right? Or like fifty five forty nine. But it's literally 
I like it, 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 it boggles my mind a little bit as a result, right? To watch two people max scores, right? Like, it, do you not feel that's odd, John? Maybe that's why they're looking at doing something to the primary because essentially at the moment, you can basically you go on an objective, you get knocked off in their turn, then you go back on in your turn, type of thing, and there's that kind of ebb and flow to it. So perhaps. That's the problem is that at the moment you're basically, unless you really fuck up, you're going to score 35 to 45 on primary quite convincingly. Maybe it, you should, um, it, maybe you have to hold, the, the longer you hold it, the more points you score or something. And maybe that's going to be uh, one of the ways that we're going to see uh, the primary change. But Logan, do you not feel it's like odd, especially from a coverage perspective? But like, I think generally, do you not find it a game where you talk about the result, but the result is... Uh, like almost max points. Do you not feel that's odd? Oh, you've turned your mic off. Pre. Oh, sorry. I thought I was. I thought I was muted no. the whole time. Then, uh, and I no, you weren't. You were, you were hearing the the noise in the background. Okay. Um, I I, th I it looks weird, right? Because scoring that many points you'd think oh yeah i'm doing amazing i'm doing great and you are doing amazing and great but the other guy's doing amazing and great but it just highlights how just non-interactive it is you know um and it actually comes down to those one or two interactions and and that's fine at the, the very very highest level where it can come down to one or two interactions um they are the margins of error but yeah it's it's probably too easy to max a lot of things i think it's too easy to max primary um i think it's too easy to max a lot of secondaries and i think if they can be looking at secondaries that are a reliable like eight points rather than a reliable 12 points it makes for a more interesting game um Primaries is a difficult one. I'm not sure. Um, if they changed it maybe to four points rather than five, so you're like eight and 12 rather than 10 and 15, um, and it just forces you to be – it forces you to go for those hold, hold three or hold more um, plays, then – that's a more interactive game because if you can, if you if you know you can play three turns and get thirty points without really risking anything at all, and then you make one risky play, that's why you're ending up with these ninety versus ninety kind of score lines, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just it just doesn't feel. I don't know. I just don't feel it. Um... It feels very exciting. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. Talk I really fucking hope we don't get priority rolls. Oh, my God. Please, no. As a person that can roll ones and twos like nobody's business, oh, I don't there's want to There's been no suggestion by that. It's just fucking... <laughs> it wasn't the chat. The chat. The chat are always trying to... Manny, Manny is waiting somewhere for priority rolls to come in so he can... Just roll sixes. Uh, well, this, that's why we get to talk about the coverage from the weekend because uh, Manny, uh, who's been, uh, you know, kicking it uh, all over the UK uh, with his different uh, different lists, uh, as well as people like Vic VJ and a bunch of other guys um, who did, I think, also come first this weekend, uh, an event, was over in the US trying to take out that event and was very close... 
uh, to England uh, because the Art of War guys have dominated. The, the Art of War guys have won every single one of the Warhammer. They've, they've won, won all three. All yeah. three. Yeah. Well, one person yes. has won all three. Uh, the Siegler has won all three. Um, so, uh, talk to me about that. What do you guys? What do you guys think of that? Do you think it's uh, a bit like okay? Again, this is this is common. I've seen a lot of comments online that he is the goat, the greatest of all time, um, uh, and then that's because he's won three Games Workshop events, uh, not anything else. Well, I mean, he's won other stuff. I mean, he's he's the most informed. Yeah, that's fair to say. I don't have a problem with saying he's the most informed player at the moment. Um. um... It reminds me of Formula One when um, Schumacher was doing really well in the 90s. He had the best car, so he set up for success and then was a great driver. So it feels like being part of Art of War sets him up for great success and then he's a great player as well. And so it just makes me kind of feel like if you're doing it as a job, of course you're going to be doing well if you're putting in that much time and effort. So it becomes kind of almost like a tearing to me, like yeah, but that's 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 it should be rewarded, right? But it still yeah, makes exactly. it dull to watch for me. I'm just like, cool, they've won again, cool. Mm, I don't know. I, I found it quite exciting. Like, I, I, I think in the end, it's uh, an anticlimax, obviously, because Manny wasn't able to get the job done in the end yeah. um, because of a couple of instant, couple of things, um, some aberrant, aberrant dice performance, and uh, also some questionable decision making uh early on in the game over committing but for me oh shout out to david um, for me i like seeing excellence yeah. so if someone's going on a, it was no different to like when josh roberts was winning everything previously like in the uk i think yeah that's really fucking cool like if someone can be consistent for me, if someone can consistently do well in something, it's actually an okay game. Yes. You know, if it, if it, yes. if it, if it's random as fuck and there's different winners every week, then it's probably, there's probably a bit too much variance in it. If someone's winning consistently, then it's probably a, okay, actually in an okay place. Um, and he's done it with three different, has he done it with three different uh, factions? Sisters? Or was it double no, admech and a Drukari? Yeah, it's double admec. No, sisters was John Lennon. Yeah, so it's double admec and Drew Carey. Um, but yeah, I think that it, yeah, for me it's quite interesting. Um, I I definitely don't think he, on paper he should have won that final. I think Manny should have won that final on paper. But games are not played on paper; they're played on the tabletop. So, um, but yeah, I, I, it's cool because there's a target now. Now that's the narrative now, right? Yeah, he's now the villain. Can, oh, it's boring. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, he's not the. Uh, the villain's extent. a bit harsh. Well, you know, I mean, like the, the pantomime wrestler sort of situation. Yes, is what he's, I mean. he has a target yeah, yeah. on his on his back. That you know, and you should talk that up. And I and I think this leads into what we're going to talk about uh, in a bit about the the broadcast tone. I like driving a narrative, yeah. not forging a narrative. I like driving a narrative in my commentary um, with regards to personalities i think it's really important that people are invested in personalities because realistically you're not watching tournament streams to look at the models because you can't fucking see them you're not watching tournament streams to like do anything other than listen to these guys talk yes so yeah. they need to talk about something I want the players to talk, I want the commentators to talk, and I want them to be talking 
in a way that sells a story to me that makes me inv- I, I want to care about this dice roll why should I care about this dice roll yeah. I want to care about the result of this match because I have no stake in this match at all why should I care in the result of it? if you're only watching for the purposes of I want to find out more about 40k and get better at it watching tournament 40k is not going to help you because no one's explaining in detail their decision making processes you're going to have to sign up for one of these services to get that kind of thing or watch on a youtube thing or jump on a forum when you're watching tournament broadcast for me that's all about being invested in what's going on and i think for that you know siegler winning consistently art of war taking top four spots at new orleans or whatever it was like i think it's cool like especially when we start traveling in numbers again and you can get regional rivalries in the same way that you you know we should have probably got with with etc and wtc on a, on maybe a higher level of uh, promotion that games workshop have never given mm-hmm. the, those platforms um but like i love that kind of thing you know um there's there's all kinds of stories and narratives you can tell whilst obviously also given an accurate description of what's going on yeah commentary. Uh, i agree and similar i try to do the same one of the interesting parts actually you me discussing whatsapp yesterday or today i can't remember which was i think it was yesterday is actually i often um try to big up the units on the board less than the players in some situations like i think when it's consistent like it has been with the art of war guys as you've pointed out like when it's consistent like that, it's much easier because they're very recognizable. Plus, they're also content creators, so it's easier to like already have engaged with them on a face by face basis. When you're like cold introducing like a new player, like on the top tables, it's fairly difficult uh, to create and craft a story around them. But when I'm doing it myself, I quite often try to big up the key units that are on the board, and these are going to be this is the important like story behind it. I think it makes it much easier if you're a commentator who literally works with and has a business relationship with the players on the tabletop. That makes it much easier to achieve, um, uh, and what I like to see. And and ultimately, I think uh, maybe this is just me though. I'm quite often less involved in the artist than I am in the art. I quite like the song. I'm not too bothered about the band, you know, like I understand that there's context that those give in that in many situations, but I quite often just go. So my, my counterpoint to that is there's no art being created. Like there's nothing that you can just stand back. Me just standing back and watching the stream, that it, it's not giving you enough. You need to create that storyline, I think. And <clears throat> When we focus on, so effectively you talking about, you talking up the units would be like me talking up the character or a League of Legends caster talking up the, the, the champion and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can talk about that, but it's, it's a dangerous territory because you can like, you're, you're putting weight onto a unit doing the work. Almost. Are we, yes, are we going to be watching tournament streams that Games Workshop are broadcasting and then telling us how good these units are? Because that sounds like Warhammer Plus <laughs> to me. No, because because in some situations, maybe... Buy the army it, in the maybe, link below. Maybe it's been a system, like a systematic development for me because I'll go to an event, for instance, someone invited me to Sweden next year, right? So I'll go to, very much like I went to Sweden two years ago, and I don't know any of the people right i know a couple of the people so when i end up with two players 
on stream who I'm cold meeting, haven't got having got maybe three minutes of FaceTime with them. It's very unlikely I've got three hours of conversation about those as people. Like little, and I mean, in some situations, you've got yeah. some, you've got some really, really nice stuff. Like uh, when I was in Sweden, uh, they have a a, a deaf uh, community who play Warhammer, and they play with the other, um, like they they bring like a, a tablet along and they type out the stuff uh, because the other guys often don't speak sign language and and that sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, that's exciting, but really, there's not that much intrigue between um uh the players for me so maybe for me systemically like I've, I've been to an event i'm like okay i don't get much time to like hello nice to meet you for the first time ever <laughs> i can't wait to cover your game yeah. so maybe it's slightly different to like uh i i i'm not saying that like you should be talking about who they are as a person but like I like to talk up the decision-making yes. process, you know, and yeah. that from the plays. So not to go completely off topic, but when I'm commentating Street Fighter, I see it as my job to, to when I'm doing like a, a top eight bracket for a finals day, I see it as my job to convey to the people watching that these are the best players in the world. And what you're watching now is like the most important matches of street fighter that you could be watching at this moment anywhere in the world out of all the people that are streaming all the people that are playing online these are the most these are the best matches and i need to explain to you why these are the best matches and i generally do that by going well the thing that he and you can do this in, in 40k the reason why richard siegler is excellent at this game is because what he's done here is this this and this and that is why this is excellent this is a great play by him uh how's Manny going to come back from this. He's going to fluff all his shots and he's going to shit bed. That's a shame. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that's kind of the story, you know, that yeah. um, <clears throat> you have to, you have to talk up these guys and it's going to be really annoying for people that are, have proximity to the players because you're going to probably watch uh, a Paul and Nick or someone else commentating and thinking, Oh, they're just, they're just brown nosing. No, no pun intended. That would. Um, you're just. You're, you're just. Um, you know. You're just being a sycophant. Or the other side that, that, that I've seen people mention is, oh, you're just saying this stuff about Siegler because you work with him and he's part of your team and you're saying. But I would like to see more of it on a rather than reining it in. And you're not allowed to say nice things about Siegler and Lennon and Brad and Jack Harkson and all the other people and Mark Perry that are involved in the war. I would like to see more of it. Like, I want to know who these guys, tell me who these guys, do your research when you're coming to sit down. Who are these players? Where are they from? What have they won previously? Like, what's their track record? What do they innovate with their lists? Like, do your research because that's what we need. They're the, that, that's mm -hmm. the caster's job in esports and we're looking to go that direction right yeah tell me the story of this i don't i don't need to know like he lived with his mom and he went to school here and well. he likes the color red you know i mean you might need it but i don't need that um yeah. but yeah like tell me why i should care about this guy over yeah. any of why why should i care about this player like what does he do why is he good why is he on this table that we're watching why is he on table one why is he on table two what's he done to get here what are the choices that he's making in this game that are excellent? And then hopefully you can like 
start to explain to people why these tro- and they'll understand and they'll their IQ will raise and they'll yeah that was actually that's the right thing to do here you know picking stranglehold was the right choice in this situation or over this this secondary and you can talk through it and explain it and i hope that we get more of that on streams more i want more aggrandizement yeah. of players and their decision making rather than like well, less of it i think i think that you've touched on it perfectly there cuz what you were saying is what I was wanting to experience. But in reality, all I did see was half of that, that they were talking about him as a player, mm. but then not going into what he was doing. Yes. When they went, were discussing the table, it was like, that's what's happened play <laughs> by play. And it was just, they were, they were saying that what they were doing as a reaction rather than them going, he's about to do this and this is why, which I would have found riveting to watch. Yes. And without and, that... And Nanavati is entirely capable of exactly that's more frustrating I think that's uh, that's an interesting take for me and I think I learned something there so thanks Logan um, uh, because yeah. and uh, again that's difficult because uh, I think it I think it's reflective and maybe works when you do have a several high profile players who you can almost guarantee are going to be in the top draw like I think it's more mm. challenging I mean you go to LVO it doesn't matter who the 600 other people are, right? It's that 20 or 30 people yeah. who have got the outside yes. shot. So you yeah. probably... Go on. So to, to, to give you an example of that, I do an event also in Las Vegas called Evo. And the Evo Championships are the biggest open bracket fighting game events in the world. 18,000 people go there, and they're all going there to play. The biggest games there will be Street Fighter and Tekken. They'll get two to three thousand people trying to play uh, and they play over the course of two days and you get obviously a grand final of two people it's a very similar they don't do the swiss system it's a double elimination system so if you lose you go to a loser's bracket and then you lose again you're out of the tournament so some people's weekends are very short and then they just hang around and they're watching other people they've got to play a very long time but i will be working the commentary desk from the friday through to the sunday when I'm working the Sunday, I know the people that I'm going to be commentating are the best players in the world. I'll know everything that they've done. I'll know the characters they've used previously. I'll know the events that they've won. I can give you head-to-head match stats between these guys when they've played each other previously, all of that stuff. When I'm commentating on Friday and it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you've got fucking Joe Schmo versus... Shin Akuma 666 playing and they barely know what they're doing that's when my game knowledge comes in and I I don't have a story to tell about these guys I have a story to tell about what's happening on on the table and that's the stuff that I think Scribo was Scribo was um uh, uh touching that wanting to hear yeah. like what's the what's the board state like yeah. describe the board state to me what are the potential situations that could happen here like what do the players need to be looking out for what are the plays they could make they might not make you might yeah. be wrong but you can yeah. at least speculate this is a danger area there th- this has a threat range of 23 inches you need to watch out for that this you know this vanguard veteran unit can advance and charge here so you need to worry about there's a heroic intervention threat behind this wall needs to be wary of that and you're kind of pointing out to the people at home that are just looking at a board they're not going to understand or see any of this shit so to to kind of give that to them would be really really interesting to me i think more so than uh just yeah yuck 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 yeah, like, uh, <laughs> and I guess the the follow up conversation because I'm like as you're talking, I'm analysing uh, my process as I go through it, um, and I think also 
I'm not doing this to kind of like be oh, no. preachy and like, it's just something I'm I'm passionate about and I, uh, you know, I've obviously done it for over a decade now and it's I, I yeah, really yeah, really same, enjoy it. Same, and yeah. I think actually the conversation is really healthy because what is what's the best way to to converse about it, especially when we see other people doing it, um, uh, like we saw at the weekend, and maybe uh, the conversation is is how difficult is it as a caster. How difficult is it as a caster uh, when you're emotionally involved uh, when they're your friends like or maybe even like colleagues like we saw with nick uh, and the art of war guys because nick doing constantly doing the coverage like that's going to be that's got to be difficult for him to separate out that um it is. that that conversation like and i'm not saying that he's not doing it well but i'm just saying it must be difficult to separate separate out that conversation especially well one of the guys that's been coming to our events that I run, Street Fighter events in London, for 11 years, this past weekend won one of the biggest events in the world put on by Red Bull, uh, Red Bull Kumite in Las Vegas. And I wasn't able to go because of COVID restrictions and they just booked local commentators. But if I'd have been commentating that finals, he went 3-0 down. It's a first-of-five game. And he went 3-0 down and ended up winning 5-3. So you can imagine how football hooligan I would have been on the mic and I'd have lost all sense of professionalism <laughs> whatsoever. That might have been absolutely amazing for the viewers or it might have been terrible for them. I don't know. But I 100% can tell you that if Nick Nanavati is commentating LVO for thousands of dollars prize purse and the, the, the you know he's probably going to be playing going to be commentating but f- hypothetically mm. and Richard Siegler is in the final and it all comes down to a a, a couple of plays he is absolutely going to be emotionally invested now that might make for fascinating viewing because he's mm-hmm. so emotionally invested and you might be so emotionally invested but i'd rather people are emotionally invested than not yeah of course, of course, yeah. Like I, I don't think I, but I think if you're a caster, you should be emotionally invested anyway. And if you're not, you need to ask yourself why you're even there. Like that's that's already like, like that's a, that's a that's a non-starter. <laughs> I think. I think what I think is most interesting is is the conversation that maybe leads on from the event is the ability to upplay a player and downplay another player, not even by intent just by coincidence or just by by emotional investment right by being there i something i try to check quite often for myself whenever i'm at an event and one of my friends is playing i try if anything (laughs) i do that classic thing where i try to be more mean to my friend who's playing on the table in my head and i try and give the i I give the other person (laughs) the uh the the board state because i mean like I'm like hypercritical to the guy that I know and the other guy I'm giving yeah, all of the yeah, and I try, yeah. yeah, and I try and give it away to the other person and just say like, um, uh, like this is the thing that you need. Like, yeah, I try, I try and go the other way with it just to try and check my own biases because unfortunately for me, like the, the pool of players is fairly small and because I've been to so many events and I've done so many of these things and I've covered of so course. many of their games, we're at a level now. Like, I'm just like, oh, you know how this works. We've done this before. This is great. Let's hang out and do this again. Um, so it just thinks that's one of those things. I, I just worry about, because this is one of the things as well for next year. We've got WTC, got Worlds, Age of Sigmar Worlds. Like, what's the right way to cover these games? Yeah. Uh, and like, and to lead on to the story, because in some ways, how that story, especially if you're doing it for Games Workshop and you do it on their channel, that really purports a story to the audience which is probably the biggest like um 
like uh the 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 story that they'll get the most right like that this the the largest amount yeah. of people are going to be affected by the telling of that story and so one of the interesting things is what story they're trying to tell basically is what i'm saying um and it's it's just interesting to watch i guess uh, I just want to jump in uh, on behalf of Tom, who is probably very distracted from painting because he's been <laughs> typing far too much. Um, anyone that makes the ignorant statement that Manny is playing Flavor of the Month and does that apparently make him good. The the cool thing about Flavor of the Month is it's on the menu for everybody, right? So anyone can take the list. Anyone can put these lists together. And everyone is going to these tournaments with the list that they believe is actually the one yep. that's going to win for them, right? So Manny trying out loads of cool stuff and different things actually shows that he's a, he's at a really high level because he's piloting lists he's played for a month, a month and a half against guys like that have been playing Drukari since they came out, against guys that have been playing Admech for you know five months they've drilled and drilled and drilled these matches and he's still beating them with um you know with these lists that he's just got david in the shop to paint in a day and a half and thrown on the table because he's fucking good um and i see it exactly the same in 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 any competitive endeavor it's like oh they're just picking the top tier this is op they're they're being carried everyone at Every level of competitive anything uses the best tools 100%. they can get their hands on. Yeah. yeah. In pro sports, they use the, the best shoes, the best rackets, bats, whatever, the best equipment, the best training, sports science. They're using whatever is at their disposal to win fairly. And as long as they're playing fairly, that's all that matters. And I think any kind of disparaging remarks about guys taking lists and net lists, it's nonsense because you have to beat people that are there that are taking lists that genuinely think they can beat you with them. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a fucking it non point. point. It is a non point. Cause like if people are, if people are consistently playing at a certain, like, everyone <laughs> has the opportunity. Like it's the same as opportunity. Everyone has it, but you're not doing it. So <laughs> I'm sorry, mm. but the same way, like, and John Lennon, John Lennon took forces of the hive got hive mind. And he's like, Oh yeah, you know what? I don't want to take. 17 the hive guard i think six is enough and guess what it wasn't enough no. and he didn't get to the grand finals um so yeah you know it is what it is um i think that it's just a, it's a very it's a very mid level understanding at best mid at best it's a low tier understanding of what being good at this game means um Taking a good list is an, is arbitrary, you know. That's base level. No one is showing up to these tournaments that has a chance of winning with a list that they don't think is the fucking dog's bollocks. So moaning at people because they're taking good lists is so ridiculous. I, I don't understand. Anyway, that's enough time for that. I don't Sorry. think it's enough time. I think, you, I think we could go on for that forever. Like, I might just make small clips and keep putting them into different Facebook groups till I get kicked out of them. <laughs> Put it on the TikTok. Basically. Uh, 
the rant yeah, yeah. highlight. I mean, reels, we've yeah. talked about this before. Like, even like, I mean, it's insane. Like, even uh, getting the opportunity to take lists because you know stuff ahead of time is a great opportunity, right? Like having that ability to like, you know, there's a certain level of like pay to win in that situation as well. Like how quickly can you turn around X Hive Guard? You know, like look at the tabletop tactics guys. They've got army, I mean, mini wargaming, army after army after army available off the shelf. A book can drop and that weekend they can take that whole book. They've got all the models ready. They're just ready to go, but they often don't, right? Like it's a very specific, like, get the list, create the list, because that's the thing that's missing, right? Resource to have needs to be available, and some of these studios mm. and places do have them. And then ability to create the list, which seems to be the sticking point. But what's between that and, like, you know, McLaren having the resources to put together the best car? You know, I can't build a Formula One car. I haven't got the resources to do it. Um, you know, whatever two bob team that's at the bottom of the bottom of the rankings hasn't got the money that mclaren has they have got it is what it is you know it, it is what it is you still have to drive the fucking thing um and <clears throat> it's a game of decisions it's a game with dice in like to be able to consistently get great results in a dice game you have to maybe make good decisions so yeah absolutely absolutely i'm not hearing it yeah same same all right well i think that's been a good show I think it's been fun. I think there's been some uh, some good goss. We've, uh, I mean, some news as well. Uh, we've what's also... the sorry? What's the AOS meta in Australia? I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. It's the Wild it's West. Not, right, let's not talk about the AOS in America at the minute. Jesus Christ! Like, all right, I, I'm going to put something out there, and I don't think this necessarily applies to 40k, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like those games workshop events are the softest meta you're going to find. Like in my opinion, like that's that's the comfiest seal clubbing you'll ever. <laughs> ever gonna get like you're just gonna go there and just like absolutely whack a mole uh in my opinion and it was also true very importantly for the games virtual events here in nottingham at warhammer world same situation you had like a couple oh, yeah. of you, you had a couple of sharks turn up and then some monsters <laughs> just like like it, it, it was just uh <laughs> right <laughs> uh, uh and yeah. so i and i think that that's quite interesting because I don't know when we just to flip it back to 40k. I don't know how you end up taking out the art of war guys at this point. I don't think it's possible. They play too much. You, you can't beat them, right? I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels that's the situation. To beat all of them seems very, very hard, right? Because yeah. it's not just, it's not just, I mean, it is one guy that's winning all of them, but it's not just one guy. Like, you know, John Lennon could have easily been in the grand finals. Um, you know, the other, I can't remember whether it was um, Orlando or New Orleans, but they got top four, all of the top four spots. Um, and it's like, <laughs> Tom's, Tom's on a Scott Pilgrim um, mission <laughs> to take them all out. I love that. Excellent. If you want to be Nick Nanavati's girlfriend, then uh, you're going to have to beat the whole house. Um, I I think that um, I, there's definitely people that can beat them. 100%. Ziegler can lose. Uh, he loses to the, he could loses the guys in the house. Definitely. But it again, I love excellence, man. I love it. So that house is full of excellent players playing each other every day, getting more excellent. And 
we need to definitely do something in order to keep up with that. And I'm not saying that the art of war are better players than we have in Europe because I'm sh- I'm sure we could send two Polish players, two UK players, couple of couple of others, uh, and it would be fine. They've they've got strength in numbers, and we haven't got strength in numbers. We only had money there, right? So LVO would be very interesting, and that's the that needs to be the narrative. We sent that. We sent Manny. Couldn't get the job done. Okay, cool. We'll send. We'll send Manny again. But we're also gonna send another guy, and we'll see what happens there. And then LVO. We know that there's gonna be more of us going out there, and it's gonna be exciting, you know. And and that's the narrative right now. I I would love. I don't care if Games Workshop come out and say, "Wow, the Art of War guys." are just completely swamping the results right now and just put over Art of War big like a like the NWO, like a faction, you know? Nice. Like a stable. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you've got you've got Hollywood Hulk Siegler at the top with the title belt and all the other guys around him. And who's gonna come and defeat this menace? Well it's gonna be, you know, it might be Robbo, it might be Josh, it could be any number of people. And hopefully we get more people go over there. Um, could be Harrison, as someone mentioned. <laughs> could be Innis. Um, uh, it could be Innis, baby, the baby. Oh Boss yeah, baby. Boss baby. Boss baby uh, could himself. be Cubsy, could be Chucky. Who knows? Who, whoever it could be. Um, but yeah, there's loads of players, and I, I guess that's the thing that makes WTC so cool, right? It's the one time when you see all of these players in the same place. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's a fucking cool narrative. And yeah. the LVO. It's the cool thing about LVO. You get people flying in for all over, and that's what makes the, the event I was talking about Evo so fun. People, fl- it, it's such a big thing that people. It's the top of the calendar. You fly in, you know, you got the best of the best from the four corners of the earth, and that's why that title means so much. And I would love to see more of that. It's this this Games Workshop series that's happened. These three tournaments for me should be used as a springboard to launch this narrative into the sky of competitive 40k and regional um rivalries and putting people up as targets and all that kind of stuff and i I hope to see a lot more of it i want to see games workshop do more of it as well so hopefully brant does as much as he can yeah me too me too all right great uh with a commitment to definitely get the vanguard vets done for next week um and uh john <laughs> and uh John, have you got any commitments? You got you haven't got a tournament this weekend though, right? No, but I'm gonna paint two death dreads tomorrow just to to annoy Logan because apparently I I can paint more models in a day than <laughs> wow. he's done in six months. But two he's a very dreads. busy man doing actual Amazing. work though. I know, right? But he's a busy man doing proper work, so yeah, that's it's fair. excusable, that's really. Um, I'm going to be live. If you guys, if you guys are watching right now, I'll I'm actually going to be live for the entire of tomorrow, uh, starting at 9 a.m. I'm going to so paint I've, orcs. I, I, well, no, I've uh, I've printed a, a set of orc terrain. Looks pretty fantastic. It's so good. So I would good. Like to get it, I would like to get it finished oh. and photoed. Uh, so I'm just going to do a whole day stream with me trying to nail it out. One set of terrain. This brush <laughs> in one day, one detail brush. <laughs> You're gonna need a bigger brush, man. 
that's right <laughs> so um so i'll be online all of tomorrow which i hope should be uh fun to do and see what that's you guys think thing. of that i haven't done a whole day uh before i know i have done whole days before but i haven't done a whole day in a while so it'll be fun to do um so looking forward to that uh john you got anything you're doing this week uh no i'm playing proper 40k tomorrow rather than crusade but i am playing 1500 <laughs> points because it's a guy's first game in forever so we're going smaller just to see for him he's playing necron so it's going to be my first experience of the updated necrons which should be, okay which should be interesting interest. that is interesting uh logan you got any plans before next thursday oh um video editing nice um and Ooh. trying to make my businesses successful good and the missus happy they're important things to me so not painting if i can fit painting <laughs> warhammer in there somewhere i will do so because it's important to me not as important as that one. but it's, it's less yeah. it's lesser isn't it? uh <laughs> all right well um it's been uh lovely talking to you both thank you very much uh, uh, pleasure. uh we can't wait to see you guys um uh next week no the aos app is not on uh, ios yet i apologize uh and i'll see you guys tomorrow for a very big day eight hours can i can rob pin one board of terrain in eight hours that's a great question uh it feels no, no. it feels achievable you know what you should do yeah no. set a camera up mm. and just stream the print process oh it will do gangbusters on twitch shut up will it will it of course it will definitely yeah it would i'd watch that Fuck. like put minutes. some like I don't know if you should put music behind it or not, but I feel like it would be very therapeutic to just watch this thing come to life line by line. Interesting. I think it'll be pretty cool. All right. Uh, uh, okay, I'll do that. I'll Something to try for the future. Perhaps. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, some people get kind of hypnotized uh, at club night. AMSR printing, ASMR printing stream. Exactly. That can't. That must. Does that already exist? No. No. You could pioneer it. <laughs> I don't want to pioneer it, do I? The ASMR Wargamer. <laughs> you better register that channel before I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay, deal. Uh, the link to the store, by the way, uh, for the 40K train is in the chat if you guys want to are interested. We are taking limited orders at the minute uh, because it goes live next week. So... Um, if you would like to get some terrain, do message me and let me know. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks very much. Love you loads. See you all tomorrow. Thanks to my co-hosts. See you guys soon. Look after Love yourself. you, Rob. Love you, John. Take care.